Hi out there, you're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast, and Sony has finally made an acquisition. Talk about it in a moment. back from the intro such a good song and the video is really cool as well if you haven't seen the video before and you're just listening on podcasts you can come over to the youtube and just like subscribe while you're there but also look at the intro video it's really cool i like it it's just videos of taylor dancing um that's true twerking yeah yeah doing have you have you heard the song water by tyla he's doing that dance that is more of a niche reference than you're probably expecting because I haven't got a clue what you mean. It's okay. You're not on TikTok. The TikTokers will understand. Okay. Um, We're actually not going to talk about the acquisition until the very end of the show. I'm sorry to what, what lead you in. Yeah, I'm sorry to lead you in like that. I felt guilty immediately for lying. <laughs> I mean, you didn't lie. We are going to talk about it. But... I said soon, though. I guess relative well, I mean, in time is pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, remember, you can find the video version of this podcast over on youtube.com slash media every Tuesday. While you're over there, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Um, if you'd rather listen on audio, we are on all of your favorite podcast services, and we would love it if you leave us a review. Um, it does help us grow, and we do love any feedback. Um, if you do want to support uh, Save the Game Media and get early access to all of our content, um, you can head over to patreon.com slash the game media starts from just literally $1. And if we make it to a thousand patrons of individual, like just you all only have to donate $1. If we make it to a thousand patrons, then two of our members will be getting tattoos on their butts. And <laughs> if that's not worth $1, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, just like our current patrons supporting us, right? Uh, <laughs> We have Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous, Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, Alpacatom, and Lee Navarro. Um, again, patreon.com slash save the game media and YouTube, save the game media, Twitter, save game media or X, excuse me. All that fun stuff. Um, you know what's going to be so funny, Sam? is what? one of these times somebody's going to finally join Patreon and it's going to be like, I'm donating $1 to go towards the butt tattoo funds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. It's going to be so funny when it happens. That'll probably be the, the end of me. <laughs> um. <laughs> How are you? What have you been up to? What are you playing? All that fun stuff. I'm tired, but I'm fine. Um, How many hours of sleep are you running on today? Three and a half. Damn. Um, I haven't been up to much. I mean, that's a lie. I've been up to plenty, but a lot of 
personal sorting stuff out around the house, that kind of thing. Nothing exciting or work. Um, so been nice to be away from big projects that are all consuming for a few days. Um, 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 there's not much else going on with me. What have I been playing? Oh. Um, I was, I think, last week when we were talking, playing through Alan Wake 2. I have since finished it. I have platinumed it. Okay. Um, if you listen, viewers, listeners, to the Spider-Man 2 review and spoiler cast that me and Kyle did um, a, a week or, or two ago, which I highly recommend, available now, we were both pretty dead set on the idea that Spider-Man 2 was going to be our game of the year. Mm -hmm. I am now not so sure. <laughs> really? Um, which upsets me because I want to go to bat for Spider-Man like really badly. Um, easily the most fun I've had in a game um, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, best superhero game ever made, yada yada yada. We talked about it in the podcast. What about the um, Avengers game? <laughs> Just don't don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> um, as someone who platinum that game twice, just you know, it's dead now. It's been removed from storefronts. Just let it die. Okay. Um. Yeah, like it, uh, it's Alan Wake Two isn't isn't definitely going to be my game of the year, but I think that. It's far closer of a race between that and Spidey than I ever thought possible. Um, mainly because, again, I, we talked about it, but like I, I played Alan Wake, the original, not long after it came out, um, yeah. back in 2010. Liked it, didn't love it. Um, and then obviously Control came, fell in love with Remedy through that. Um, and I had my eyes on Alan Wake too, but... I'm not like a massive survival horror person. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I've played through RE2 remake in the past year and I love that. But outside of that, I, I, I don't do the dead space stuff. Not because I'm scared, but like I just mm -hmm. don't sure. like the, the type of games and the economy and um, inventory management that kind of annoys me more than anything. Alan Wake 2 has all of that. Um, and obviously, the reason that I purchased it they have releases because of all of the glowing previews and reviews like they were, they were saying 10 out of 10s game of the year contender was like well i love control and a lot of people are saying it's better than control so i should probably try it um yeah and i i adore it i think i said it last week somebody needs to be acquiring remedy yesterday um i think that they are potentially as great of a steal as insomniac was for um for, for sony and playstation you know relatively cheap in comparison to buying like a publisher or, or a bigger developer they're, they're not a massive team they're a decent sized team but not massive and i still don't think that they are 
Alan Wake 2 is going to get them there, I think, or very close to it. They're not fully mainstream, known industry-wide on the on the mainstream scale, you know, for consumers in the same way that uh, Bethesda or uh, um, well, an Insomniac, I guess, might be um, a Naughty Dog or a Rockstar, that kind of thing. They don't quite have that recognition yet, I don't think, on a, on a global scale, but I think they're very close. So I think that they could be relatively affordable mm-hmm. um probably more expensive than insomniac were because insomniac were ridiculously cheap um but with alan wake 2 and the innovation that it brings and you know i we, i was saying ashtray maze from control there is a section of alan wake 2 that just ramps it that kind of thing up to an 11 um like genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen in a game. Um, and I think that, you know, with potentially more Alan Wake coming, we know that more control is coming. They have the whole Remedy Connected Universe thing going on. I think that if somebody snagged them now and got all of that stuff as first party, there's real potential there not just in terms of talent because obviously they are a very talented studio but innovation and bringing something that is genuinely very very unique and singular to remedy themselves that you just aren't seeing in any other game um not even close so yeah i, I really can't sing alan wick 2's praises enough um i really don't know which one is going to be my game of the year which is absurd because coming out of spider-man 2 i was i mean i've said it quite a few times this year if you remember i i do but remember i was just about, I've been like, about it this is this is going to be my game of the year like i i said that when i finished final fantasy 16 i was like yep this is going to be my game of the year um and then obviously spider-man came along and now this um, I mean, I, I batted very early on in the year for Cheer, and Cheer is still high up in where I'm going to scale what rank things. Um, but yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. I, I don't know where I'm going to land. So, do you? What happened to? I guess you were such a huge fan of final fantasy 16 i guess i'm curious like how that not went down but like how like what happened um i think i think it's in the i still hold final fantasy 16 to a very high regard mm-hmm. i still think it's an excellent game i disagree with people who think that it's a bad game or mm-hmm. I disagree with a lot of the detractions and criticisms that people levy against it. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are definitely criticisms. I mean, I, I, you know, I've never proclaimed that it's a perfect game or anything. Nothing ever is. But, you know, in the same way that I, I'm, I'm never going to play it. Oh, I guess never say never. But like when Tears of the Kingdom came out early in the year, people were like, well, nothing's going to beat this. And they were like dead set because they hadn't experienced anything in the year um, that was on the scale or scope or breadth or whatever um, of, of that journey, that experience. And that 
Final Fantasy 16 was that for me, you know. Yeah. Um, it exposed me to Final Fantasy, which I, I never really cared about all that much. I said when uh, I finished it, I was like, if they make more Final Fantasies like this, I will be purchasing them day one. Um, so, yeah, it is like, obviously, recency bias can be a factor there, but I always try mm -hmm. and weigh my opinions devoid of that i try to think in two or three months time when i'm not playing this every day and working my way through this every day for hours on end will i look at each individual element of this game in as high a praise as i do now mm -hmm. um and like i i knew that i was going to cool on final fantasy 16 over time, particularly with Spider-Man 2 coming, you know, I didn't really see Alan Wake um, rocketing up to the top of my list at all. But I knew Spider-Man was probably going to be up there, like second place, if not first. Um, so yeah, it's like it's kind of like what we're doing when we are reviewing the the Marvel films uh, for our caught up yet, right? Yeah. I said in the most recent recording um, that. It's not that these films are objectively worse than any of the others around it on our ranking. It's just that they are all varying degrees of good to great to excellent. And it just comes down to subjective personal taste um, at that point. So Final Fantasy 16 dropping down ranks isn't indicative of me thinking it's a worse game necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just that Spider-Man 2, I had, like I said, more fun. I was never bored. I don't really have that many criticisms, if any, for it. Um, I think it refined everything that it needed to from the, the uh, games that preceded it. So that is up there, obviously, superhero bias, blah, 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 blah Marvel shell. Um, and then Alan Wake comes in, and it's not got me into survival horror, because, again, I'm not that's still not that big of a fan of it. But the new and innovative and interesting, compelling stuff that it exposed to me in its narrative and some of its gameplay um, is then what ratcheted it, it, it up um, because I think that if you play Alan Wake 2, you can dislike the gameplay, but I think that everything else that it presents is so impressive. Visuals, narrative, set pieces, um meta stuff multimedia you know there's live action stuff in alan wake 2 mm -hmm. um, in the and same in way control. that there was in control yeah mm -hmm. um like that kind of stuff is the reason alan wake 2 is so high is not only because i think it's an excellent game but because i think when i look back on this year Alan Wake 2 is the game that I hope I see more people of varying studios in various ways iterate on those ideas the most. Mm -hmm. I hope that Alan Wake 2 is what people draw from in terms of a game most going forward because if uh, people can iterate and do interesting things in the vein of what Alan Wake 2 stuff does, I think that gaming could get even more interesting for me um, yeah. in the years that follow its release this year. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like 
with games like Control and like Alan Wake 2, I assume, and stuff like that, it's <clears throat> I feel like it really takes advantage of being a video game as a medium and like having mm -hmm. that visual and play aspect like yeah. bundled as one. And I I think that a lot of games, not that it's a bad thing, a lot of games do fall under the like this is basically like a movie, but you play <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And so it's always fun to like have games that kind of break away and like do interesting things in their mechanics. So Yeah. Yeah. And I it's think not and it's not throwaway as well. Sorry, but just like No, you're okay. The the multimedia live action stuff. It's not like, oh, we're doing this as a gimmick interesting thing. It's actually wholly and definitively interwoven into the narrative. Like there is a reason that these things are in live action. Yeah. That obviously I'm not going to spoil here, but like that stuff is real clever. Like I Sam Lake, people have some people have been saying it, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but some people have been saying that Sam Lake is like the Hideo Kojima of the West. Mm. And I think that that's actually pretty accurate. Like he is a visionary that leads his studio that just does weird stuff. And it seems to click with a lot of people. And each time he does it, it clicks with more and more people. Um, so, yeah, I just, I like that idea. I don't want to inflate yeah. his ego too much because obviously he's a very, not narcissistic man, but he's a very, you know, he knows what he's got going for him. Yeah. Um, but like he, he deserves his flowers because the stuff that he's doing is getting better and better. So, yeah, he's honing his craft. He sure is. Yeah. I think like, because I'm so hesitant on Alan Wake 2, I think I'm going to wait for it to go on sale, which I know is probably like a while. Yeah. But like, I don't, I would rather spend a little bit less money. So that way I'm like, maybe not as antagonistic towards the game. Sure. I'll think about it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah. Yeah. It, and it's weird. Like it's, it's not a full price release. No, it's like $10 off. Is... Or yeah, 20, depending think, on which platform. Yeah, like I think I I bought it for 50. Mm, it's on which, and the US for 60. 70. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that checks out. Um, so, well, I mean, I saved 20 pounds technically. Um, Damn. Compared to a 70 pound release, which is the usual. If you buy it on Epic, you do save $20 versus okay, 10. All right. But if so you buy it on PlayStation, it's only $10 off. Yeah, so. fair weird how i mean and that's how conversion they works, want you to use the still, yeah yeah um stuff so yeah i mean you know it's a free it, you could just install it it's free you know i uninstalled it for a reason oh dear i'm, I'm not i'm not even gonna pry into that that sounds like a can of worms that we should not open um i yeah, and that it's a digital only, like there's no physical co copy, which yeah. is a trend I do not like. I do not want to see it replicated, but it's probably going to be. Um, I think, I think that honestly, this is going to keep happening. More and more games yeah. are just going to go digital because it saves on a lot of costs. So, mm -hmm. which is probably why it's cheaper. Yeah, because it it is lengthwise. Like it took me twenty hours which is mm -hmm. 
you would get that for a $70 game, you know? Yeah. Certain $70 games. So it's not like it's shorter. It's not like it's a Miles Morales type thing where it can be beaten in seven hours, you know? Um, so I guess that they're, they're cutting costs there and therefore they don't have to charge as much. But I want my physical copy. I would, if Remedy announced, I've already purchased it digitally, obviously. If Remedy announced that there was a physical copy coming, like beginning of next year, I'd still buy it. Yeah. So that I had the physical copy. Yeah. That's just what I'm like. I I mean I get it. Yeah. I just don't have any space. Um I'm That's I'm fair. very much I'm very much a physical girly. Like I have like tons of books. I mean, I just barely got like a brand new book. Look at these pages. Anyways, um I love books. Love books. I'm obsessed. I probably have I mean, so I have a medium-sized box. Uh, I have about 14 or 15 of those downstairs that are almost full with books. And then I have my entire uh, Ikea cube thing full. I have all under my desk, under my bed, there's more books. There's another thing over there. Books everywhere. And I just don't have any more space for books. So I've had to start buying. If a book doesn't have like a, a super pretty cover... Or like it's not like I'm obsessed with like how it looks. And then I've been buying them digitally, mm. and it makes me so sad because I love yeah. the smell and feel of books. Nothing so. beats a physical book. So no, there's nothing. Oh man, the smell of Barnes and Noble. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. So I mean, you, you're you're speaking to someone who has a DVD <clears throat> of every of every MCU film, even though I've got them for free streaming on Disney. Plus. DVD or Blu-ray? Just DVD. I'm not, really? I don't, I don't, Blu-rays are typically more expensive and it's mm. like, well, when I can just get DVD and it runs fine for me. Like I'm not, I'm not the 4K HDR guy that needs everything to be super high def. I just like, if it plays the movie and it looks fine, then it doesn't matter to me. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I definitely, my collection stuff is books for sure. Mm. Um, especially special well, editions. So yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, the the nineteen inches. I'm scared. It, it's it's got me like looking at potential, like looking back. Because I don't know if I've ever said this. This is again tangential. Um, don't know why I'm saying it. I mean, I, I do because it's <laughs> relevant to this. But like, I did have the collector's edition for God of War 2018 pre-ordered. Yeah, and then you cancelled it, right? And I cancelled it because I was like, I just don't know if this game is going to be good. I was like, do I want to spend that much money on it? How stupid I was. I mean, that like was it's fair because the last the last God of War game before that was Ascension, and Ascension wasn't great. Um, you know, famously. Um, I went the other way. I overcommitted. I bought a whole PS4. <laughs> hey, I mean that that's fair. But did you did you do that before like any previews or anything? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did right. it like literally months in advance, like the moment the you just had went more up. faith than me. Look at this! Look at this gorgeous PS4. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm I was because I don't really care about the Mjolnir that came with Ragnarok and and I, I like diorama-y type stuff. Mm, okay. Things that actually look like cool, like a statue. 
and the, the statue that came with God of War 2018 is, is cool, like Atreus and Kratos. It's like, mm, I could probably get that, you know, not cheap by any means, but less money than the collector's edition costs now. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, it is. It I don't is. want to fall down it. I've fallen into the book slippery slope. It's fine. I have, I spend a lot of money on books, so... Yeah. One of the books I pre-ordered, I ordered books in January that I still don't have. So yeah, but you're being cultured by doing that. You know, you're exposing yourself to new stories, new voices. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that looks cool. It's just, it's to be completely honest, the books that I'm waiting on are another set of Lord of the Rings, and I think I already have two or three. So, oh. but the pages, the edges are so pretty. <laughs> Excited. Anyways, so yeah. Lots of special edition books. Okay. Just because I realized this recently, hmm. I because I don't talk about it on the podcast. So on the podcast, we talk about, because I'm on like an anime podcast, so I talk about anime. I'm mm -hmm. on Marvel, so we talk about movies. And mm -hmm. on a video game podcast, so we talk about video games, right? Mm -hmm. Those are like the realms that we always talk about. I realize mm -hmm. I never really talk about books. I've read over 30 books this year. <laughs> Which isn't like a ton, a ton, but it's a lot. It's enough. It's enough. Mm. And so everybody's like, what are you doing all day, Brianna? And I realized recently I'm reading. <laughs> which I don't know how I was like. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just like sitting on TikTok, which is true. But I also read a lot. <laughs> so mm. that's, that's yeah. what I wanted to bring up because mm. we never talk about books. But I read a lot. And the new so outside of reading, <laughs> so good. What have you been doing slash playing? Ooh, what have I been doing slash playing? Um, I wish I'd been playing Lies of P, but I haven't. Um, mm. I have been playing uh, League of Legends. Um, got pulled back in because of Heartsteel. If you guys haven't listened to Paranoia by Heartsteel, <gasps> so good. There's, okay, whoever is doing, like, the production for the music in Riot Games is, like, they're gods. They're gods among men. Like, the production quality of these songs is so insane. And I could go on about it forever. I, like, the whole KDA thing, I am just, like, a huge fangirl for, like, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, but the fact that they like made a whole band and then a year later brought the band back. But the way that they brought the band back was they made like Instagram and like Twitter accounts for this person that was like a fan of this band. And she was doing covers of their song and stuff like that. And then she like was the new champion that got announced a few months later. Like <laughs> it's just so cool. Riot is like, they're really doing something. They're really doing something. And I, so yeah, every time like more music comes out, I'm like, oh, well, now I have to play League again. Um, So I haven't been playing a lot of video games, but when I do play video games, it's it's that. So I'll mm. probably be picking up Final Fantasy 14 again. I've heard that there's like, I think that there's some sort of like collaboration with Final Fantasy 16. Uh, and they're also doing the Fall Guys collaboration as Sam saw yesterday. <laughs> mm. uh, he was like upset at how my bunny boy was dressed. 
he's cute. I heard um, in terms of that collab, because I did actually, I think, write about it for IGN, you um, can get Torgor as a mount, I think. Ah, I did not know that. I haven't, yeah. like, read slash seen anything about it, so. But spoilers, I guess. I mean, there's yeah, no, no, it's not really spoilers. Yeah. Um, I just haven't, like, I was in another country for a while and kind of checked out, so. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably be playing some Final Fantasy. I got to catch up on the story and behind on the story now with the new patch. And I have to catch up for this patch because I want to do high-end rating so bad. And if you're not max level by the time the new patch comes out, you literally just can't be in that patch's raids, essentially. Because mm. if once people – because there's usually they, – they release four sets of raids. And by the time you get to it, groups are usually on the second or third raid and nobody wants to run the first one. So, yeah. I want to do high-end rating so bad. So, yeah. That's my plans. And what I'm doing. Oh, and I've been watching TV. And such. You still have cool. to watch No One Will Save You. It's so good. It, it'll, it'll, I think it, it's on the list, on the to-do list. How long is this to-do list? <laughs> um, not not overly long. Oh, really? My to-do list is huge. Particularly my game. Well, yeah, play. but that's that's because you do stuff like just playing League of Legends and Final Fantasy fourteen all the time. When, you know, you could be Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't think counts. <clears throat> and, that... and rewatching Suits and. Uh... I have not rewatched Suits. I've only seen it one time. Wait, what were you rewatching recently? Then I thought you. I thought you'd wait. Brooklyn so. <laughs> uh wait so but you have you have oh, maybe i'm what am i doing no i don't know what you're doing you were talking about watching suits recently right yeah i did watch all of suits but it was the first time i'd but, seen it right i see okay so i just i do you know conflated. the the one that just because we're talking about shows that start with the letter s and this always comes in my brain immediately um Succession. i really want to watch severance again mm. i feel like that show is going to be so interesting on a rewatch I, I I'm gonna wait to do that until till the second season. second season. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. But I can feel the urge, you know. Mm. The show's calling me. I added I finally I don't know why it took me so long, but I added the main theme song to my library recently. Mm. Like my music library. So mm. don't know why it wasn't there, but here we are. Um, okay. Well that's chit-chatting for 30 minutes <laughs> it's probably a good time to get Jesus. to the news do you want to do this first one no okay i can <clears throat> i mean one of us has to take it you know the reason i'm i i feel like i want to defer to you is because you have game dev in your history who me yeah you know, the Rude. person who <laughs> did game dev? Yeah, and has yeah. literally, my bachelor says games on it. Yeah. Isn't that so wild? My, like, literal degree says games. Just That's games. Weird. It's just the word It literally, no, it says a bachelor of science in games. It doesn't say video games. I don't know why, but it's called the BSG, so, you know. BSG. 
This is a tangent that's very important. I have many stools in a box on my desk. I don't feel like that was important at all. It was. It was important. Um, they're right in front of me, and I had to say something about it. Okay. okay. So, very important. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the worst. Okay. Bungie has been hit with unexpected layoffs. Um, while the exact number of employees laid off is not known, many employees have posted that they have been laid off. Um, the number is approximately 100 employees, or around 8% of the total workforce. Um, former community manager DMG posted about how, uh, quote, continued echoes of poor decisions from poor management, end quote, led to moments like this. Um, some important things to note. These are just some random pieces. Uh, the layoff decisions came directly from Bungie management, not Sony. While this may be part of why are cost cutting at Sony, Bungie as an, an independent entity decides who gets cut, the timing, and terms. Um, so basically they're in charge of like how they save money. Um, mm -hmm. Internally, really no one blames Sony for this, even management. Some employees were told that if the Sony buyout did not happen, the current Destiny 2 performance um, the studio itself would have been in jeopardy if it was still independent. I can't talk today or any day. Uh, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons told workers a few weeks ago that the last big update, Lightfall, had underperformed in terms of cash and player retention, driving revenue 45% below projections for the year. Um, many employee benefits, not including health insurance, that's important. Um, I thought it did include health insurance when I first read this, and I was so mad. Um, mm. I'm still mad, to be very clear. Um, many employee benefits only last until the end of the month if you're let go. Um, laying people off on the 30th, which is what they did, 30th of October, means a single additional day of coverage in all of those benefits. Um, many employees had unvested shares as a result of the Sony purchase. These shares would be received based on staying with the company for a certain number of years following the sale. But those shares revert to Bungie if you leave even if you're fired. Yeah. Employees are extremely angry with leadership now and have often communicated that publicly in meetings. Bets were made that did not pay off, but those who made them remain in the company. Uh, Bungie responded saying that CEO Pete Parsons and some other executives previously forfeited annual bonuses before the layoffs, but the staff were not informed of this um, until after the layoffs. The sum total of bonuses given up is not clear. They like gave up a thousand dollars. They're is, like, I gave up part of my bonus. Here is 25 cents. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this makes me genuinely so mad. Really quick. Paul Tassi from Forbes, just to give mm. credit. Yes. Um, this makes me wildly angry. Um especially like all of this stuff, like letting people go on the 30th of the month and the benefits end the next day is awful. Like the whole thing with the shares is awful. Yeah. I mean, to me, it is all bad, but I think that that is the worst part. Um, like health insurance and stuff, that, that's all bad. But <clears throat> For the employees to have shares that were specifically related to remaining at Bungie for a number of years before they became and then they accessible. kick those people out and then they boot them out and they automatically revert back to Bungie. That's the you, scummiest thing. I think you have to wonder if that's not part of why they did this layoff. <sighs> I mean, that's real 
speculative, you know? It is, it is, but like at least a small part of it, like, hey, like we don't have the money to keep these people and look at this extra benefit we get. Sure, sure. But like I I don't get the vibe that Bungie is that scummy, like that scummy. I'm at <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're 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 bad. Um yeah. this this sucks in general, but like I I I just don't get the vibe that Bungie specifically, given the history and the kind of dev that they have, you know, to their credit, been. proven themselves to be. Yeah over a number of years, I don't get the vibe that that is, like, even to a degree, a driving factor. Listen, Obviously, it is a plus thing, for them financially. This whole thing but, is not a vibe. Uh, the, yes, I mean, that's that's quite a delicate way of putting it, <laughs> I would say. Um, but, like, no. them saying that they had underperformed and that their revenue was 45% below projections... Like talking about failures of management, I think what kind of projections did you have? Because it's not like it's not like I mean I know Destiny. I I don't play Destiny, but it's like I know that Destiny Two isn't floundering necessarily. It's not as popular as it used to be, but I know it's not like failing by any degree. You know, it's still making money. It's mm -hmm. it's one of the one of the better off live service things. I mean, it's still around and it has been for a number of years, so that's mm -hmm. testament enough nowadays. But, like, what projections did you have that you're 45% below projections? Like, the amount of spending that you must have done with the, the preconception that you were going to hit those projections, however absurdly high they clearly must have been, Are they, uh, were they really expecting Lightfall to be that successful? Maybe. I don't know. They're like, this is going to revive everything and we're going to make so much money. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like this really like this, like for the longest time, even though I don't play Destiny, I have like a little bit just so I could hang out with my brother. But like. I haven't like fully committed a lot of time to the game, mm. but from like my impression of Bungie, they really did seem to be like a good company. And this mm -hmm. like really sours it for me. Like, and I know that this isn't going to affect like the general masses, but like, I think that like people that are paying attention to the industry are going to be watching them now and like, Hey, like that was not cool kind of thing so I, I i don't know that i necessarily agree with that in terms of a perspective shift on bungie as a company i think this is going to be, or at least i hope is just going to be more of a a flare in the in the sky to that is indicative of live service really dropping out of the general lexicon of the games industry. I think that we're kind of seeing the death knells of live service, um, or at least 
a large number of live servers like i don't really see fortnite going anywhere you know but or like a war zone or anything because they're clearly shifting more into war zone as time goes on so but like if if bungie who were at at least at some point the pinnacle of the live service you know with the original destiny and then destiny 2 really before fortnite even kicked off they they pioneered this kind of game really mm -hmm. if these people can have this kind of sucky thing happen to them and to be faltering this much it's like well hopefully this is a warning sign to the countless live service games that are being greenlit and being pushed by executives at various companies to be like if, if bungie can fail then nobody is safe so maybe it's probably better to just not go all in on live service that's you know? not what's gonna happen but you, you never know i think it's gonna happen at some point because i think there are only so many big live service pushes that can fail before executives realize that it is too much risk even if the yeah. reward is potentially insane like i think it's th there's gonna be a point i mean I the thing hope. is is bungie is not shifting out of live service games no 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 well not for the time being anyway mm -hmm. you know and like you say they're, they're, they're doing marathon next and Destiny 2 is sunsetting with the, the next expansion, which has been delayed. Um, but, yeah, like, do, could I see Marathon being their last live service game, at least for a while? Maybe. Particularly if Marathon doesn't really land. I don't see them continuing to try and do it. They'll, they'll still have multiplayer stuff in their games. They always do. But I think that there's a big difference between live service and multiplayer component to yeah, another game. There is you know? a big difference. Yeah. I guess I mean, we'll Bungie, see. Bungie did Halo before. Marathon, even as an IP, that was a narrative driven first person shooter. It wasn't a live service extraction shooter. Yeah. So they, they well, I, the, the talents that probably were good at the single player stuff has maybe been lost. But I still think that Bungie has the name recognition that if. They announced they were working on a more single player y thing with multiplayer. You could draw in a lot of talent still. Even mm -hmm. with this this massive road bump. Um Yeah. I mean, it is it is definitely I mean and I, I don't I wanna be clear, like I'm not saying that like like oh Bungie's screwed or anything like that. It's just like I think that people are just going to like they're going to kind of be under like a little bit heightened watch sure. than they would normally be. Like people are just going to be watching out for yeah, people, people what are they're doing. Look at, look at Bungie and be, okay, this bad thing has happened. How are you going to crawl out of this pit? Yeah. Can you crawl out of this pit? Yeah. Um, But like, like you said, I mean, you read it in the, in the story that, Internally, nobody is blaming Sony. I think that it's weird that, bless you, that some people... How did in, the camera I mean, unfreeze? <laughs> I, I told you it happens. It happens. It's currently unfrozen. So That's so um, frustrating. <laughs> I was hoping yeah, you'd get away with sneezing. Um, <laughs> it, it's frozen again now, so... Dang it. Um, 
it was always going to happen that people online and in social media were going to like point fingers at Sony being like, well, they acquired Bungie last okay. year and now all these people are being laid off. So, well, it's very clear that this wasn't at least a, a direct um, initiative from Sony, directive from Sony, I should say. Um, so, like, if, as this story says, with the current trajectory of Destiny 2, the studio, Bungie itself, would have been at jeopardy if they weren't acquired. I think for the renown and the legacy and how important Bungie, even just as a name, is to the industry at large and has been for multiple decades at this point, I think it's better that they are under Sony's wing. Um, you know, I was talking to Kyle about this in the Discord, but Kyle was like, I, I think they're still in danger. It's like, well, there's no way that Bungie is going to close down. Like, that, that's just categorically not going to happen. At least not right now. No, I mean, if they continue to fail for several years going forward, then potentially. Yeah. But, like, well, let's, let's for the foreseeable that... future, Bungie is the biggest acquisition Sony has ever made. They acquired yes. them for their talent. They put in a bit over a billion specifically for retention of talent they aren't gonna because this one thing has happened and they're faltering slightly before they even put out a game underneath sony's wing right they aren't gonna cut cut the cord this early on right so if they have say you know even if it, they say if things continue to go bad and bungie is shut down worst case scenario in like eight years they try two games, Marathon kind of flunks as well, and then whatever comes next after that, that flunks as well. If they're then shut down, that is probably a couple more years that they would have had to prove themselves and to try to claw back than they would have had if they had stayed independent. Yeah, I agree with so, that. I mean, yeah, but still, end of the day, this sucks. Everything that happened here sucks. Yes, this is bad. Absolutely. This is bad. Here, here's a question for you. Do you think that they have like enough that like, let's say Marathon just like literally like flops, like full belly flop from a hot dive? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is Bungie still fine? I mean, fine. Like, do you no. think that, that Sony will be like, hey, like, I think it's better that we just like absorb you into other companies? I mean, or do you that, think that, that is they'll the, be fine? That, that's the most likely thing. I don't think that even if Bungie itself was shut down as a studio, I don't think I don't even think they want to do that because Bungie in itself no. as a name carries so There's much weight. There's a huge weight. legacy with Bungie's yeah. name. Like so many people just even if they don't know what Bungie has made, they know Bungie as a name. Yes. And it's, it's that's kind of why I don't think they'll they're ever going to shut down Naughty Dog. Cuz it's like even if Naughty Dog keeps failing somehow I think that having that name underneath you is more important than potentially saving yourself a bit of PR in the short term for having a quote unquote failing studio um, in, as part of your first party portfolio. So I think that worst case, yeah. they would, like you say, absorb the talent within Bungie into other studios or create a new one, I guess, yeah, because of Bungie's size. But, I really don't think Marathon, like, even if Marathon flops, I don't think they're doing another live service action game after Marathon. I mean, they've serious? got multiple project, multiple projects in the works currently alongside Marathon. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, sorry that distracted me. Um, 
so I I think that like even if Marathon flops, they'll be fine because like you said, they're like a legacy company. They've been around for a very long time, and on top of that, like they are the Halo studio. Like yeah, they are owned by Sony now, but like yeah, like Halo. Well, and I mean from them. It, also, also, it's you have to like put it into perspective. They haven't released anything under Sony yet. Yes. So, like, yes, Destiny 2 is still currently ongoing. And yes, it's floundering a little bit, clearly. Yes. But that's not a Sony thing. That's a bunch they, of things. Destiny is their thing. <laughs> yeah. It just so happens that they are continuing to support that game, which already existed prior. So, and Bungie bought them because of their expertise within Destiny. So, it's like Destiny 2 faltering and failing at the last few hurdles before it's sunset. That's not going to impact them in terms of sony's perspective i don't think because no. it's like yeah we'll get you off of this straight away just onto the next thing onto the next thing mm-hmm. marathon will be the first game that is released but even then marathon w- has clearly been in development longer than the ac- before the before the acquisition but of course like by the time it's released it's it's a sony ip like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not doing the whole bethesda thing that oh redfall wasn't xbox's fault it's like yes it was so marathon is the first thing that they're putting out that would be sony's like, fault yeah yeah it would be sony's fault because sony is is the the stop gap there it's like yeah they have to qa they have to internally test it if it's sony first party would never have released redfall ever it mm-hmm. just wouldn't happen they would not allow that to happen whichever way you want to phrase it bethesda is now first party for xbox so it's like Yes, okay, they kind of operate as a separate entity, but it is under the Xbox banner. They are communicating. Their departments are working alongside each other, even more so now because of Redfall. So it's like, yes, Redfall was in development before the acquisition, but it's still, at the end of the day, Xbox's decision to release that game on their platform. And it's not like they're they're stupid. They knew what that game was. They knew how it was performing. So it's like, even if it scored in reviews lower than they were expecting. They still knew that it was like at most maybe a seven. Yeah. And that's like real generous. Mm-hmm. So it's like that you can't cope for these people. Like Xbox were like, yeah, we'll put Red Fallout on our platform. We'll make it one of the marquee titles of the year. Point me to an example where Sony has done that. First party. They haven't. And they yeah. don't. So, like, and Marathon has been delayed. We know that. It was uh-huh. clearly meant to be next year um, because they say that it's been pushed out into 2025. So if that means that they are making sure that they get it right or as right as they possibly can, great. And if anybody has a chance at making a live service game that succeeds, I think Bungie is pretty high on that list of making it work because they have done yeah, uh, multiple times at this point. So, yeah, no, Marathon at the end of the day is not the deciding factor for the future longevity, livelihood, health of Bungie, I don't think. Obviously, if it sucks, that's a, that's a bad thing and they're going to have to yeah. figure some stuff out. But Bungie lives on no matter what, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, next story? Sure. A new report has claimed that God of War Ragnarok DLC 
will be announced before the end of the year, possibly, presumably, at the Game Awards. The news comes courtesy of Spanish outlet uh, Area Hugones. Uh, that should that's that might, that's probably Huegones because um, Huego is playing Spanish. So like, that's you, probably what it how is. much Spanish do you know? What just happened? I mean, I I I I I, I learned Spanish all the way through my A levels. That's crazy. All right. So I have never I mean, been so bad at learning a language. Time. Spanish. Yeah. I was really terrible at it. Zanahorias, yeah. Sacapuntas. Sort of... I just said carrot and pencil sharpener. You know, it's like, hey, they're fun words to say. What can I say? Spanish, I know it's one language. sentence in French, but it's really inappropriate. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? You know, where yeah, is the library? Exactly. Where is the library? Yeah, so the news comes courtesy of Spanish outlet area Juegones which has previously reported on accurate leaks in the past. According to the outlet, the news comes from, quote, sources close to Sony, end quote, that claim the DLC could come, potentially, as its own standalone game somewhat similar to Spider-Man Miles Morales yep. or Uncharted Lost Legacy. They just call it God of War Atreus. <laughs> no, it, 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 I, I can't remember who it was that said this. It was a podcast I was listening to, so I'm not going to take credit for it. But how wild would it be if... And I, they they wouldn't do this because I think they might need the name recognition specifically of God of War. But what if, assuming that it is a Loki Atreus-centric game, mm -hmm. what if instead of God of War, it was God of Mischief? Ah, <gasps> oh, that would be so cool. I'm telling you, every time something else comes out, my theory for what the DLC is going to be just gets like more likely. Like, I'm so yeah. excited. I mean, we we're saying you know that this is something that has been speculated on for quite a long time, almost yeah. like assumed it was just going to happen mm -hmm. um, because Lost Legacy was relatively successful. Mars Morales obviously successful, so for that to percolate out into other Sony first-party studios, not only because it lets them retain the quality that first-party they like to retain, mm -hmm. but also it means that they can put games out faster, even if they're shorter experiences. So, my real question is, is like, does it even count as DLC? Like, I know it's technically, like, standalone DLC, right? Like, that mm. would be, like, the technical term. Yeah. But, like... Isn't it just another game? Like I feel like. Well, in what in terms of what? Like, what are you, are you referring to? Something like Miles Morales? Yeah, like if it does end up being something like Miles Morales, then is it really DLC? No, that's not DLC. Like, if it was DLC. But it keeps getting called Ragnarok DLC. Yeah, but then then Miles Morales was called Spider Man DLC, and Lost Legacy was sometimes referred to as Uncharted DLC. You know, like, I, I yeah, it just, the, I, it just, it's so common at this point that I feel like we need a different term. <laughs> well, I think the thing that I've heard, again, not taking credit for it, but like the thing I've heard going around is like expand alone. Oh, hmm. like a standalone expansion thing. Yeah, I like that. Um, but like, like you could call it a, a, a pseudo slash semi sequel. I think that works fine as well. Um, 
like yeah if if Mars Morales or Lost Legacy were DLC you would still launch into the Spider-Man application mm -hmm. rather than being its own thing than being its own application yeah so like and I know that that's a really objective way of looking at it People still say, "Oh well, it's Miles Morales is seven hours long if you mainline it." And new, 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 new. that's not really a full game, is it? It's like, well, it tells a full story. Full games that are shorter than that. <laughs> exactly. There are so many other things. Like, so, so what are you saying that Inside isn't a real, isn't a full game? Are you saying that Journey isn't a full game? Oh God, I love Journey. You know, and obviously those are different kinds of games, sure, but it still yeah. doesn't like. It's not exclusive to those kind of games. Yeah. You can call them shorter experiences if you want. That's fine, but they're still full games. Um, if if Miles Morales like ended on just an absurd cliffhanger halfway through the arc that it was trying to tell, maybe you'd have a point. But it doesn't. It tells a fully encapsulated beginning to end story, um, and I would expect this to be the exact same, regardless of whether it is actually DLC. You launch into Ragnarok and play something, or whether it is. A standalone game. I fully expect Santa Monica to give us a fully complete, even if it's a mini, smaller arc. Um, but yeah, no, it, it excites me. Yeah. Um, and it could be coming sooner than we think. Like, obviously, a game awards announcement kind of does make sense. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm still going to be Shores. screaming, crying. <laughs> Burning Shores for uh, Horizon Forbidden West was announced at the Game Awards last year mm -hmm. um, and was released early this year. So that's like a few months. And obviously, that actually was DLC. It wasn't a standalone game. But still, you catch my drift. It doesn't really matter, even if it is DLC or whether it's a standalone game. You could very much still, with the God of War name recognition at this point, you could still have a very short market to release window or yeah, reveal I, release window. I agree. And I think that that would also help Sony with next year's kind of, we don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I mean, if we, interesting conversation, like if we contextualize it within what we know about next year for PlayStation, mm -hmm. I'm going to be optimistic and say that Wolverine is next year. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, and if Wolverine is next year, it's going to be at the end of the year. Like, October, no probably around Spider-Man 2. So like October slash early November. That's where I would ballpark it. No way. Don't say no way. It's something I could put out four games this gen. Don't count them out. That's crazy. Particularly, particularly if it is a more linear experience. Not necessarily shorter, but linear. I'm going to message my friend that works at Sonic. See what they say, hey. you know? Are you working on Wolverine? I mean, everybody at Insomniac is basically now working on Wolverine. Like, whoever you ask, you're probably going to land. When is it coming out? Yeah. No, he probably, he's an environmental artist. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're doing a, a, a technically an unannounced, but they, they had job postings for a multiplayer game. So that is, that is technically in the works as well. And maybe not. I don't think so. Hey, um, take that back. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. It would be cool. I'd love it, but it, uh, I don't think it is. Um, I need a, Fantastic Four. I need a, <clears throat> no, I need a Miguel game, please. No, it's not going to happen. Just wait for Spider-Man 3, goddammit. Um, Miguel. Um, yes, but I think most, most of them have fully transitioned over from the Spidey team to Wolverine yeah. to get that out of the door. 
probably as soon or, as they can, you know? Or whatever the other theory that you guys are talking about for the not DLC. I think I think they if if that does exist, it's probably already in the can. They've already got it sorted. Yeah. So then that would be next year. Yes. Oh God, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, then be so then Wolverine too. wouldn't be next year. No, of course, of course, it could be. Both? No way. What a, a DLC for an already released game, and then at the end and of an the entire year, other game from the same studio that just released an entire game. Yeah, that's crazy. It's Insomniac we're talking about. You're crazy. They they've already basically done that. You're crazy. They put They're out crazy. Miles They're Morales crazy. and <laughs> they put out Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered at the same time at the launch of the PS5. So do then you think year, less than a year? Well, actually, just over a year later, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart came out, and then technically they took a break last year, but then they released this game this year. So that's do you think that's that's a bigger gap than usual between 2021 and now, and the the Ratchet team. They were a fair chunk of them were cooking with the Wolverine team because the Wolverine team, headed by the guy <laughs> that did Mars Morales. So as soon as he finished Mars Morales 2020, he went straight to Wolverine. He didn't do Spider Man 2. Brian Horton went straight to Wolverine. So they were working on that game from 2020. Mm -hmm. So four years for the development of an Insomniac game. That is a remarkably long dev cycle. Okay. For Insomniac. Important question. Is it going to be in the same engine that's running Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It'll be so then Insomniac they don't have engine. as much work to do, right? Exactly. I'm sure it'll be a different, completely different environment. So they have to do like a full build of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And depending and on like how expansive it is, it could maybe not just be one city. It could be multiple. It, I, I don't. So. I, I did say that I think it might be in Madripoor, which is a, a Marvel city that Wolverine is famous for. It's like a Southeast Asian-inspired city. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of neon and stuff. Gritty underworld, that kind of thing. But like a jungle as well, I think. that, Or like a more natural environment, I think, works for Wolverine as well. Yeah. A forested little rural town in the mountains or something. Yeah. But I think that they could do it. If anybody yeah, can do it, they could. It's, it's insomnia. They're just crazy. They're just crazy. So, right. so getting back to my point, if if we have rebirth early in the year, yep. is that January? Uh no. yes. Yes, it is. is. It? Okay. Yes. So that's that's kicking off the year. Then let's say I'm gonna go crazy. You know, I'm gonna be let down, go crazy. but I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say, obviously, this God of War Ragnarok thing will probably get announced at the Game Awards. No, February. Sorry, February. Still, they're releasing like, it on the 29th. Weird, Still, the, the, you know, potato potatoes. The beginning of the year. Let's say they announced the God of War Ragnarok thing and the Spider-Man DLC. Not both at the Game Awards. The Game Awards haven't been that hype in a while. <laughs> PlayStation need a PR win. If yeah, they, are they going really to do. 
if they're going to announce a few things that aren't necessarily their full-blown sequels to games that we're expecting, Ghost of Tsushima 2, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, Naughty Dog's next game, they'll save them for their own mm-hmm. showcase whenever they decide to do it, hopefully sooner rather than later, early next year, but probably June time, which is when they usually do them. Mm-hmm. They'll drop a few smaller, bigger, still big bombs, like a God of War Ragnarok Expand Alone and Spider-Man 2 DLC, so that mm-hmm. they can commandeer the conversation, switch it back, to say, hey, 2024 looked really blank for PlayStation, but you don't worry, you've got plenty of good stuff coming. I think they could do that. Maybe not much more than that, if anything, more than that, than those two things. But I still think it's possible. Again, they did Burning Shores at last year's, and they did Spider-Man 2's release date at Gamescom or Opening Art Live, whichever, whichever or one of uh-huh. Keeley's events, they did the release date. So, you know, they're buddy-buddy, and PlayStation needs a bit of a win. Silent Hill 2 Remake has to come out next year, right? I think it's been um, rated as well. Like, you can pre-order yeah. it now, so it's, it's got to be close to. Um, that has to and they've got, year. like, third-party Rise of the Ronin. They've got Stellar Blade. Maybe, if it still exists, Little Devil Inside. Helldivers 2. Death Stranding 2 has been revealed. What is this? It could yeah, happen. That's true. That's true. Um, probably not next year. I would, I would say that's early 2025, if, if I had to wager. Pacific Drive. Okay. That's yeah. That's like a, sure. a roguelite first-person driving game, post-apocalyptic. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. So yeah, like God of War Ragnarok in the first few months of next year, like a month after Rebirth. I could see it happening. Easy. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. What happens next year? I honestly, I honestly do think that the games industry has to slow down next year. There's no way we have another 2023 directly after. Mm. No, no, I don't think we'll ever. But get we a don't year like this year again. I disagree with that. You think? What? Well, I mean, I think it'll take a while. Of another but... big pandemic that clogs up the backlog, and then everything floods out. I just don't think it's going to happen naturally again where we are getting this many big, big AAA games releasing week after week after week after week after week. Listen, I get it. And I I understand that this was like a unique circumstance, especially like with everything, like you said, getting like kind of held by the, the pandemic. But I don't think like with the games industry getting bigger... I don't think it's unreasonable to think like we might get something similar. Maybe not, not in like the next two or three years, but you never know. Cause last year was still pretty crazy. Like, even though it's not as crazy as this year, but no, yeah, I do think that next year will be not like dead, but I think next year will be a lull for sure. Yeah. Quieter. And I'm okay with that. I have a backlog that's taller mm-hmm. than me. And there's <laughs> stuff like I'm very Alan tall. Wake 2 DLC announced. Like two Do you think that's next year? next year? Yeah, they've said it's next year. Okay. So okay. like next year might might be the smaller game and DLC year. Yeah. Listen, I need fun. a quieter year. I'm trying to move next year, and moving is never fun. So mm. I need a quiet year. Please. Uh, next one. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Last Us multiplayer director says he's still working on the project. As part of a tweet commenting on him finishing Super Mario Bros. Wonder, uh, game director... Do you know how to say his name? Like Vinit Agarwal? Sure. Commented, quote, and so this tweet can live on in peace. Yes, I'm still working on that game. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. This comes after months, if not years, of speculation around the status of the Maligned Factions 2 with multiple Q&A and contractor layoff, or QA, excuse me, not Q and A, QA. <laughs> And, and contractor layoffs at Naughty Dog in prior months. And a report from Jason Schreier that the game was, quote, on ice as Naughty Dog shifted to other projects. This comes from Jordan Midler at BGC. I don't really have much Not a massive to story. No. But, like, I guess he's not going to say anything to the contrary. Yeah. Because... They haven't officially announced that it's cancelled or anything. They I mean, he didn't said, have to say anything. No. He could have just kept quiet, which means that I, I'm inclined to believe him, right? That he really is still working on the game. And like Schreier did say that the game wasn't dead. He just said that it was a reduced team size and yeah. the Naughty Dog's priorities and focuses were shifting onto other things whilst it was bubbling away in the background so yeah so it probably surprise, means there's like a core not... team that's prototyping essentially yeah well i would probably say more more than that considering how long this thing has been in development um i'd say that it's probably like late stages of development but it's just that they've had to they've had their obviously team size reduced and are just making what they have shine a little better and i mean you don't think it's because it, to me it sounds like they're trying to rework like some of the mechanics and stuff like that which would mean like another phase of like prototyping and stuff but how often do we hear that that is happening and it's all for naught you know like avengers did that Suicide Squad has been delayed multiple times in efforts to do that, to shift from a negative either public reaction or from bad internal playtests and stuff like that. There's only, you can't polish a turd, you know? You can't take a game that was built from the ground up to be a live service thing. You cannot fundamentally restructure it without basically beginning from scratch. And I just don't know there is enough investment from Naughty Dog that clearly isn't because they reduced the team down to contribute additional resources to the extent that they really need to to match it up to a Naughty Dog quality project yeah. to fully start from scratch um, and redefine what a Factions 2 is. So I think that they've, they've taken what they had, reduced the team size, maybe not gone for it to be as expansive and breathtaking as they might have intended for it to have been conceptually years ago and are just going to have that team bubble away at it and release a decent enough multiplayer experience at some point. I think that that's okay. what they're going to do. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, next. PlayStation Plus monthly game for November have been announced. They are Mafia 2 Definitive Edition for PS4. Dragon Ball The Breakers for PS4, 
and Aliens Fireteam Elite for PS4 and PS5. Are you going to platinum any of those? Uh, Ma probably Mafia 2, because I played that back in the day and really liked it. Um, I have platinumed the first Mafia game. I like those games. Mafia 3, not so much. But I have uh, very, very strong nostalgia for Mafia 2. Um, it has been on my wish list for probably two years at this point. And I have never pulled the trigger. But I, now I don't have to. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently working my way through. I actually have it on the screen currently. I'm not playing it, obviously. But I'm, I'm trying to finish platinuming the first Alan Wake. Um, oh, the remastered? Yeah, because I, I was... I played through it before on Wake Two, and then uh, I just need to do a couple of things in like the second run to to get the last few trophies. So maybe once I'm done with that, maybe maybe Mafia Two is the the next little yeah little side thing I do. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, you're probably set up here for another platinum wave because it's you really slowed down on your platinums. Well, I mean, I've got two platinums in in, in the week. <laughs> Yeah, but like as compared to like before. You yeah, but then out. that's only when there's a wave of like relatively easy games alongside a game that I've been working chipping away at in the background. Right, right. Only then do I like the title waves. Uh, no, it's free. No. Yeah, but no. Why? Because it's impossible. Or it's not, not impossible. impossible. But, like, I, I, I just, I have to be in a very particular mood to do that kind oh, of thing, okay. to put myself through that kind of pain, and I'm just not there. Also, the fact that I went straight from Armored Core 6 into, like, four and a half playthroughs of Lies of P. I'm a bit from Soft Souls Light out at the minute. It's different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's got I'm souls not. in the title. I'm not. I was streaming Dark Souls 3 yesterday. So, yeah. But, hey, we haven't seen what the catalog refresh is. Maybe there's, like, some more Paw Patrol games in there, or maybe there's, like, a... There's always something for you. Yeah. Peppa. Hey, that, that was, like, less than an hour. I'll do it. I'll do it again. <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> um. Okay. Next. And Do it. okay, after two years of development, director Chad Stahelski, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced mm -hmm. that, That's has cool. provided an update on the Ghost of Tsushima movie, confirming that the script is ready and they are close to moving forward. They've additionally acknowledged that they are currently waiting on the strikes to end before moving forward, which is a good thing. Um, quote from Stahelski, Stahelski. Wow, my brain mixed those letters up. Um, got it, though. Thank you. Quote, we have a script. We're very close to getting our stuff together on that as well. Development is always tricky. tricky. Damn it. It's studios and strikes and availabilities and scouting. Uh, you have to will things into existence. I think the two things that I am closest and most interested in are, in are Highlander and Ghost of Shima. <laughs> Both amazing properties. The story of Ghost is also one of my favorite properties of all time. Highlander and Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> you know, the two franchises that are always spoken about. 
romantic. Well, no, but the 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 point is is that he's doing a Highlander film remake. I know, I know. It just cracked me up. Also, uh, it's Henry really Cavill. interesting for him to jump. Oh, that'll be uh, yeah, so a now good time. <laughs> yeah, now I am. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm really not that much of a sim for him, Henry Cavill. Besides, when he had white hair, I'm telling you, white hair is my weakness. And he it's tossed it away. You know? I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's fine. Such an idiot. Not my He's problem. He's like, oh, I'm going to get to be Superman again. And then he never got to be Superman again. What a pizza head. Um, so this comes from Grant Hermans at Screen Rant. So just... just yeah. um, hell. Yeah, I don't... Hell yes. Hell I don't yes. have a lot to say. Except for there was some quotes in there where he was talking, or I guess not quotes, but he was talking about how he's doing his best to ensure the entire cast um, is of the correct ethnicity and like is speaking yeah. Japanese and Which is like, Mongolian and stuff like that. Thank Christ. Like, I know. Can we, you imagine Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> we are announcing Henry Cavill as Jin Sakai. Genuinely, if this came out like 10 years ago, that's exactly what would have happened. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I what a nightmare. <laughs> I cannot wait for this film. The the idea of it is intoxicating to me. Yeah. Because of how visually striking the game is. If they can even slightly replicate that in live action. Yeah, I don't think it'll be exactly the same, but I do. I'm very much looking forward to it still. And it, but like, no, I mean, of course, no, no adaptation ever is exactly the same. But like, for things as fundamental as emphasis on visuals and color, um, yes. I just I, mean like the whole like, like how everything is so like like the cherry blossoms. Everything is so like. There's so many flowers. There's so much, like so many leaves, all that kind of stuff. I, unless they have like CGI helping them, they're like that's not. Yeah, I mean they they will have CGI helping them, but I think that that is pretty fundamental to what makes Ghost of Tsushima not just another samurai thing. Like <sighs> yeah, the, the... I, the opening scene is going to be him like riding the horse through the. Oh, it's going to be so good. Sorry. Going to put his hand down and feel. Yes. The... Yes. As the as the the windpipes come in, you know. Is that um, is that going to be what convinces you to visit Japan? So you can go what, see what the film locations. What do you mean convinces me to visit Japan? I I've heard you not Japan, say anyway. anything about visiting Japan. What the what are you talking about? <laughs> I've said on several occasions. Not I've only would I be interested it. in learning Japanese, but also that I'm actively wanting to go, if not anywhere, just Japan. I don't care about most other places, but Japan has always been on the top of my priority list and there's places I want to visit. Anyway. Okay. I'm going next year. Let's go. I'll well, I mean, get you around. I got if I can if I can get my mom around the country. <laughs> I can get almost anybody around the country. Anyway, this film I think has incredible potential. You know, mm -hmm. Sony productions have been real pushing into their video game IP. I think that this one makes more sense than most because of how visual the game is. And that sounds stupid, but you know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way that I think a God of War TV show or film or both 
also makes sense because of how cinematic it is and the the whole one shot thing. I think that could be very interesting if they try and replicate that for sections. Um, but not only visually, I think that the director that they've got is perfect because Chad Stahelski, history and stunt work, John Wick films, yeah, which are incredible, frenetic action that is very well shot, creative, imaginative. Um, Have you seen all good of use of environment in fights? I think that that's the kind of thing that. Uh, and also, also speaking about color, very strong palette choices and mm. um, shot composition in the a lot of the John Wick stuff. So, I think that it's a match made in heaven. And he clearly, or he says, he cares about it as a property. Yeah. So, and alongside that, the fact that like the game and people from Sucker Punch were made official ambassadors for the actual actual. Sushima Island. I was. I think they aren't going to let this one falter in those kind of departments. You know, mm -hmm. representation, authenticity to the real place, uh, honoring legacy and culture, and all of that stuff. I think that those are going to be paramount to them. And I think if it's not, then why the hell is this moving forward? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. Do last we want one. to hit this last one really quick? Yeah. Okay, go. Sony has finally made an acquisition, everybody. And it's a big one. It's iSize, which is a UK company that specializes in deep learning for video delivery. Sorry to disappoint. iSize builds AI-powered solutions to, to deliver bitrate savings and quality improvements for the media and entertainment industry. The acquisition provides SIE with significant expertise in applying machine learning to video processing, which will benefit a range of Sony's R&D efforts, as well as their video and streaming services. Uh, it's coming from Yuli Galizzi, which is the SVP of the Future Technology Group. Um, not the acquisition news we wanted, I mean, not that I really, again, I, I don't like acquisitions really um, at this stage in the game where we're headed. But like when I saw this, I was like, huh. You know, like the, the again, the PR stuff that Sony currently has going on. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're leading with this one. You don't have some, not that you need a megaton thing because you're still doing great technically. I mean, this has but, probably been in the works for a while, though, right? Like, yeah, not like a long while, but I'm I'm being timing. facetious. You you know what I, you know what I'm getting at. Um, that being said, it's it's a good acquisition for them, yeah, because they don't have as good streaming options um, and cloud gaming related stuff as Microsoft does, obviously. And this shows that they aren't being ignorant of that um, section of the industry becoming more and more prevalent as years go on. So if this helps them Sony-wide across various things, not just like PlayStation streaming, um, but in terms of like their other services, is it, well, streaming films from the Sony 
Bravia core thing that they just launched as a as a not as a as a plus membership, but that you get pop whatever the hell that thing is. It gives you access to tons of Sony movies for free. Free. Um, it's it's a it's a smart one, even if it's not a, a sexy one. Yeah. This is this is what you were waiting to hear, wasn't it? You yeah, were I mean that's what I talked about at the beginning the of the episode. So yeah. yeah, waiting for the day that eye size is acquired by Sony. Uh, yeah, that I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You're like counting the days till it's made official, and here we are. Mhm. 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 I have nothing yeah. to say about this. <laughs> Good for them. As a as a as a as a maybe just final little chit chatty thing because we don't okay. have any listener questions. We don't. We're going we off of this. Obviously, PlayStation have said talking about more sexy acquisitions here. Right. Sexy in the in the technical sense, obviously. Um, Anti consolidation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. From no, that's not that's because we, we've had that discussion. We've talked about who should acquire. My answer is remedy and then from soft. Um, well, I was just saying you it, said sexy and then sure, of course. Yeah. Um, from soft like makes sense, they already have you know stakes in Kodakawa and they yeah. partially own from soft anyway, kind of. Um, history they developed Bloodborne exclusively, yada yada yada. Um, and I think remedy are just. <laughs> talented team and the kind of stuff that they make works well within the portfolio of first party content uh-huh. my question actually is that not talking about who they're going to acquire because we've had that discussion but they've said that they're going to make more acquisitions and they've uh-huh. also said that they are not necessarily solely but they are going to focus on ip led acquisitions yes which makes sense good idea bloodborne mm-hmm. maybe you know don't 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 hurt me um Instead of who, when do you think the next one is announced? Like the next, whatever it is, the actual, the, the next big sexy acquisition of a studio or publisher, whichever one it ends up being, when do you think Sony announces that? Because it's inevitable, it's going to happen, it's, and it's a matter of who, but also when. Mm. Well, I think... We'll probably start hearing rumors in like December would be Mm. my guess. I don't think we'll know for sure, but I think it'll probably say like, oh, like they've had conversations with such and such or whatever. And then we'll probably like not maybe the next time like PlayStation does something, whether it's like a state of play or whatever they do next, we might hear then. Or it might be the, the one after that. But I think that this first one isn't going to be necessarily huge. I think it's going to be kind of like a ramp up situation. But like, yeah, regardless of the size, whether it is a studio or, or, a, or a publisher, I think mm-hmm. the the next sexy one, whichever that, whatever that is. Yeah. Because, you know, they could acquire 10 tiny independent companies that do this kind of stuff that iSize does that's yeah. not what i'm talking about right the the actual developers or, pub, or publishers i mean in timeline with think... remedy 
Like, I think, like, they start talking to them, like, hey, we see, we see you did a, a good thing. I would be, <laughs> I would be gobsmacked if both Sony and Microsoft haven't, I mean, obviously. Oh, they're for sure Mi wooing Remedy right now. And they, I'm sure they have tried for years because even Microsoft, you know, going That's back, what I wonder. Is Microsoft like technically did Quantum Break and that was exclusive. Yeah. You know, PlayStation never got Quantum Break. Um, do you think Remedy doesn't want to be acquired and that's why they haven't been yet because I feel like Control would have been the game I, I don't know Sony. though I don't know I don't know if it would have been because before Control it was uh -huh. Quantum Break and Quantum right. Break wasn't received that well right so it's like Control was successful and it was a great game uh-huh I don't know how commercially successful it was. Mm -hmm. And also, at the time, Sony weren't really fully in the mindset of, oh, well, we, we've seen this one thing from you, so we'll acquire you in the same way that they've done with like Haven and Firewalk and everything. Because mm -hmm. typically they build up relationships over, over a number of years and then acquire them. Right. Um, so like, I, I'm sure that Control got the, potentially a discussion started, but I don't know that Sony were like actively chasing them at that point. I think that with Alan Wake 2, offers are going to be made. Mm -hmm. and if they aren't, I don't know what they're playing at. Because even if, even if the games themselves aren't hugely commercially successful, like potentially other IP that Sony has, Talent-led acquisitions is what Sony does. It's what they've always right. done. I don't know that there are many teams out there that are still independent that are as talented as Remedy. Yeah. So, like, if that's not high on your priority list, even if of just looking at them as potential, I think there's something wrong. What do you, What do you think are the chances that Microsoft will swoop in? I really hope they don't. Um, I hope so as well. But I wonder. I think I mean, nothing's impossible. Microsoft can outbid Sony if they want. Um, they just have more money to do that. I, and this isn't me like fanboying, I do think that PlayStation would be a better fit for them. Mm, yeah, I would agree. In terms of the type of games that they like to make, clearly. Yeah. Um, which is third-person action games, which is, you know, whether you play into the played out commentary or not that is yeah. sony's wheelhouse <laughs> yeah, it is. but also with control and now alan wake 2 and the other stuff that they're building towards we know control 2 is coming and it's all interconnected very heavily narrative based which again sony's Sony. wheelhouse and i think not only that but also having the talent of the team in the location that they are because that's Finnish, primarily. Yeah. Alongside somewhere, some a, t a team in that area, like a house mark, which mm -hmm. equally does strange, weird games from Returnal going forward. Yeah. I think that just makes so much sense. Would would I think Remedy would be more creatively fulfilled being alongside the likes of 
Sony's other first party studios and they would along the first party studios and Microsoft. They could be acquired by either or neither. I could equally also see them potentially being acquired by somebody like Epic. I don't like that at all, but obviously they have a publishing, Epic published Alan Wake 2. What would you do if Microsoft bought Epic? <laughs> Uh, cry no and then quit the games industry um, just all together because like how much is too much we've had this discussion plenty of times so I'm not getting into it um, yeah. but, but that like, would be too yeah, much <laughs> I think Microsoft needs to stop and just yes. Calm down. figure out the whole ABK thing make sure they've got all of that under control they can make everything yes. work keep the pipelines running smoothly not have any yes. massive F-ups Yes. And then they can acquire a few more things if they need to, which I don't think they do. And if they do acquire anything else, it should be studios, not publishers. And it should be smaller studios, not massive studios, because they have so many studios now. And they need to learn how to manage what they got. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, they, it's like they how, clearly, like you're like, they're managing Bethesda so well, you know? Yeah. They put out, they put out Redfall. And then Starfield. It's like they're grocery like... shopping and then going out to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, exactly the, what's the, happening. The, the ABK acquisition was announced essentially a year after the Bethesda one closed. That is absurd. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, we bought a super big publisher. That's cool. Uh, they haven't put out anything for us yet. We haven't you know, fully really in a year onboarded all of that workforce and made sure everything's going smoothly and checked out every single individual team and made sure that development of their games are going on across phases at a steady rate. We'll just go and acquire the biggest publisher in the industry. That's a great idea. Um, TBD <laughs> on how well that goes. Um, yeah, but in, going back to the, the question, I think it's interesting that you think it might be announced at an event or like a state of play type thing. I think it will just drop out of the blue. I don't even think we'll get rumors. You don't think? I don't think so. Mm, okay. Because I think we'll get the Sony is in conversations with da da da. I, I, but did we did we get that with Bethesda? That that dropped out of the blue. I don't think nobody so, no. was speculating on that. Yeah. Was anybody expecting ABK? And obviously, those are different scales a deal but even then you would have thought because of that we would have heard something yeah because of how monumental those things were you're right i forget it's not naughty dog it's sony my bad yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> naughty dog everything. Um, i'm surprised we don't know what the next game is already out yeah of factions um i mean we do but do, i mean do we though really no no um yeah like i think I think it'll be relatively hush hush, because yeah. like they're, 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 we're, we're past the point of acquisitions within Sony that makes sense. Like we aren't in the oh well they bought Insomniac. We kind of already assumed that was going to happen sooner or later anyway. Oh they acquired Housemark. We kind of assumed that was going to happen one way or another anyway. They acquired Blue Point. Yeah. That was going to happen at some point anyway. Because they had had the established working exclusive second party relationships for years, decades in Insomniac's case. Oh my god, I want Blue Point. 
to read Dark Souls 1 and 3. No, stop it. Please. Stop it. No. Please. No. 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 <laughs> um, so anybody's on the table. Yeah. They have to be for Sony now. Like it's it's just a different including us. <laughs> hey, if anyone's listening, available, you know. Same. I will shill. You don't even have to pay me that much. Just you can buy me. I will disclose wow. it, of course. I have to, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it. Um, it's not above me. I will do what I need to. <laughs> All yeah. Right. So it could be, could be Remedy. It could be FromSoft. It could be CD Projekt Red. Uh, I, that... I don't know about that. Hey. I'm not saying it's a terrible idea, but of all the things to come first, I don't want it to be them. You say that, but Microsoft has completely cannibalized essentially every Western RPG studio. Yep. CD Projekt is basically the only one left that is not throwing shade here of relevance or importance. Yeah. So if Sony wants the guarantee of any kind of first-party RPG, and I mean RPG, RPG, CD Projekt is like, and you get The Witcher IP, you get Cyberpunk. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't call it and, and not only that but cyberpunk and the witcher are have gone multimedia which is also sony's thing currently they like having shows and films yeah i mean i think they they might be too big not for sony to buy but like they may just be okay on their own i'm sure i'm sure they are in the same way that oh. many studios are but if the offer is put in at the right time it doesn't really matter i guess we'll you know? see like Bluepoint before they were acquired, they were like, "We like being independent. We are happy being independent. We can survive." And then two months later, it was announced that they are acquired by Sony. Yeah, you know. So Remedy can say they were just we love being they were independent. just being quiet. Yeah. They're so like, Remedy can say we're happy being independent, <laughs> but then either something is already in the works and they're saying that because they can't say anything else, or just the right offer comes in, and Sony or Microsoft or whoever are willing to make enough concessions to to make the higher-ups at that given developer or publisher happy and the, the deal's done so nothing is off the cards i don't think for, for sony i think that they know that i think that they have to push hard and i expect them to to answer the question just to round it out i think March by March of next year, we will know what the next big Sony acquisition is. Developer, I agree with that timeline. Um, yeah. You know, if it, if it is a Square Enix, which I don't, I don't really want, it would make sense that after Rebirth comes out, just after Rebirth comes out, put a ring on it. But I think even if it isn't Square Enix, that kind of makes sense. Like Game Awards has played out. You've had Rebirth, potentially a third-party game in there as well, and then a big announcement leading into a June showcase where you could then demonstrate the next thing from that developer or publisher. Yeah, yeah. Or tease it or whatever, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That's a good question. What can I say? <laughs> nothing. You could say nothing. Because we're done. We're leaving. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Save the Game Media and Patreon, Save the Game Media. Um, don't forget to check out the Discord. The link is in the bio if you want to hang out with us. Um, link is in the description. What? Okay, anyway, sorry. My brain is tired now. Sorry. I didn't sleep a lot either. Uh, where can people find you? Anywhere and everywhere at Sam Heaney, H-E-A-N-E-Y. Uh, you can find me at Fabulous Brianna, F-A-B-U-L-A-S-T-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And again, thank you for hanging out. Until next time, bye. Peace.